Welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast, Episode 295. Greetings, everyone. Tom Brassell here. Thanks so much for joining us. So glad you did, especially so today, because we have something that's uh, that's kind of unique, kind of unique. We're getting to go behind the curtain, kind of backstage on tour with our good friends from Titleist Golf and find out what exactly goes on week to week when they're dealing with their tour staff out there and who, to, who else to join us but Mr. J.J. Van Wiesenbeck from Titleist. J.J., thanks so much, man. Great to have you with us. Thanks so much for having me. I think in the realm of jobs in the golf industry, Yours has to be one of the more interesting ones or ones that more, more people would covet most. Tell us a little bit about just the big picture, what you do on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, JJ. So myself and my team, uh, we're there to support uh, PGA Tour players on a week-in, week-out basis. So on a normal week at a tour event, we're, we're there on site during the practice rounds with our PGA Tour van uh, just to kind of help guys with their clubs. We do everything from maintenance grips, loft lies, things like that to, you know, we had a player this week making some swing changes. We need to kind of reevaluate their driver, uh, knock on wood. Every couple uh, months we, we have the, the airlines misplace a bag or two, and we have to kind of start from zero with a guy. Uh, and then when we come back to the offices today, I'll meet with R&D and kind of uh, be able to spend some time with them. And then tomorrow I have a player out at TPI where we're just doing some off-season work. And as odd as it sounds, J.J., the season starts now, right? It's the beginning of a new year starting uh, right about now. Yeah, day one of the new season. So uh, one round in and uh, 49 more events to go. Well, you said getting them dialed in. I guess some of this is maybe uh, if you're looking at a, a high-performance sports car, just making sure everything is going right on track. Is that pretty much week-to-week stuff? And then we'll get into product release in a little bit. But A hundred percent. You know, it. It could be something, again, as simple as, you know, we have a guy like Robert Strub who doesn't wear a, a glove. He, we got to make sure his grips are, are always fresh, so we're going to do his grips uh, a lot. He doesn't have that benefit of a joy glove. Um, but other guys, it's, hey, you, you see people and the way some of our bags are treated on and off uh, an aircraft or in a cab or things like that. So we want to make sure their locks and lines are exactly perfect every week so they're not manipulating their swings because their equipment's off. Um, so getting those things checked and those things replaced, kind of, I, I always kind of joke that it's getting them to even par. We don't want them ever starting over par. And then there's other situations where they're working with their instructor on kind of long-term changes, and we have to kind of be in and out during that process to kind of reevaluate. Uh, we had a player this week who's, you know, just working out. He used to be really a positive attack angle, and his attack angle is getting a little bit more level. So we want to look at the loft and, and the matchup, how his shaft and setting and all those are working together. So we work as part of a team. We have the player as the head of the team. Then we have the fitness guy. We got the swing coach. And then we're, we're part of that. We want to work in conjunction to make our, our athletes play the best they can. Man, I think you just answered my question, too, with all the members of the team, but also the technology with launch monitors, track man, what it's changed so much just in the last say five or eight years, hasn't it? Your job? Absolutely. It's always evolving. You just got to keep up. I mean, between motion capture stuff now and force plates and things like that, things like, uh, you know, these mobile launch monitors gives us a lot of flexibility to do things on the road. Uh, but then, you know, sometimes in an off season, we, make, we might take a little deeper dive and looking at some stuff and things like that. But 
Um, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a quick fix. You know, we might be looking at gapping through a player's bag and just notice, you know, my, you know, my, my hybrid, and my forehand might be going a little bit too close to each other. You know, maybe we just need to weaken that forehand a little bit and we'll be able to do a quick check, go to the hand, bend the, bend the lock a little bit, go back and reevaluate and say, okay, we're now we're dialing in our gapping and spacing or where we want to be. JJ, how would it change during, say, you're going into a major championship week when it's a course that's not on the rotation every year, and you mentioned a hybrid and a long iron, and maybe they have some decisions to make. I, I guess those weeks kind of get pretty in-depth as well, don't they? Yeah, the, the two big things that happen at a major championship are going to be kind of their longest iron and their shortest fairway wood, and Arendelle with our wedges in two kind of busy areas. You know, uh, a couple of years ago at Oakmont, Oakmont was really fast and firm. Uh, and a lot of players were looking to put a, a utility iron in place. We were building a lot of uh, utilities and things like that. Funny enough, then Wednesday night it rained real hard, and a lot of guys went back to their fairway woods and hybrids uh, for competition. Same thing that week as Aaron Dill was spending a lot of time working bounces and things like that for some firmer conditions. And then, you know, when the rain came in Wednesday night, so – Sometimes, you know, a lot of our top guys aren't touching their bag. They'll travel with 15 clubs every week, uh, a Justin Thomas, a Jordan Speed, And then based on their practice rounds, they're going to put in either their, you know, in Justin's case, he'll either go five wood or two iron. In Jordan's case, he'll either go three iron or three hybrid. And that's going to be kind of their evaluation. Other players kind of stay with 14 clubs, and then they'll just evaluate week to week, and we'll kind of take a peek depending on the golf course for them. So the hybrid or the long iron is the variable. Does a fourth or fifth wedge come into play a lot? You were mentioning Justin and Jordan, two players that we all think about a lot. Yeah, they, they never touch their wedge setup. Uh, they play the same. They just figure out the turf. Uh, they know their bounces. They know their yardages. So they don't want to bring in that variable. Occasionally we'll have a player go from a three wedge to a four wedge setup or, or put a special thing in. Uh, when you do that, you have to do a lot more movement. So... You know, when we look at that with our players, we tend to do more of that in the off season because we got to shift more than one club. You can't just add a wedge and then bump one club. You got to kind of move everything around a little bit. So we spend more time in the off season. So in the next couple months, uh, as we go October, December, we'll spend a lot of time with our players kind of doing gapping and saying, okay, what, where we look at their statistics and say, what are areas that we can help? And around the green or scoring areas, if it's, hey, we need to add a Vokey to the to your bag, okay, how do we look at the other parts of your bag and still maintain all of our gaps? On a normal work week, I guess the, the guys are finishing up, those that have made the cut, hopefully all of them on a Sunday, but you guys are probably already out there ahead of it. Talk a little bit about your how, how your work week goes with you and your team. So uh, Peter Bazook and Dave Southworth, our two truck drivers on the PGA Tour. So Peter is in the process of driving from West Virginia to Jackson, Mississippi right now. So last night, uh, a majority of us flew back to our homes or offices, and then Peter will move the van down to Jackson. Sunday morning, I'll be on a plane at 6.30 a.m. getting to to Jackson, and on Sunday, Pete will pull into uh, the golf course and be getting the truck set up and all dialed in, and we'll – uh, put new inventory on the van, and then we'll be there Monday morning uh, to work with the guys Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, we fly home. That truck packs up again, and it moves to the next spot. Man, that's fascinating. Hey, let's shift gears before we let you go, J.J., and all certainly all new from Titleist is the T-Series irons. 
um, the consumers certainly getting fit uh, for those irons. But talk about how you approach this with your team and when that happens and wh- what happens because this is an all all big shift from AP over to T Series with the uh, with your tour staff. Yeah, I mean the good part is we we try to keep our players as much a part of our R and D process as, as possible. Uh, you know, a little bit if you take you know the six twenty MB. I would probably be Las Vegas four or five years ago is the emphasis of, of this product. Um, you know, where we had, we had some prototype stuff out working with Justin Thomas and he kind of said, I, I'd like something like that. And um, so what we started doing is just making him kind of a custom one-off situation. And then players pick up Justin's club and go, uh, I kind of like that. I don't want that. Um, you know, and I think it, it's kind of pulling off a model of, of what, Bob Vokey's done for years. He'd make a one-off wedge for a guy, and then, well, how many one-offs can I make when it becomes popular? Then it becomes a tour grind, then it becomes popular, so why don't I give it to everybody? And so you, you look at the 620 MB as, as kind of that with the low offset, um, really classic shaping, really simplistic look. You know, it's something we were kind of doing for Justin for years, and now it works into the line. And, you know, with the other, other parts of our line, you know, T100, you know, one of our prominent players, you know, and Jordan speak in that product, you know, he worked a lot with our, our iron team saying, you know, this is what I'm looking for out of a soul. This is what I'm looking for an offset. And that might work for him. But you, when you start showing that prototype at TPI to other players, you know, Charlie Austin and, uh, and whatnot, and all of a sudden you get tons of really good feedback from the looks and the turf interaction, uh, the launch characteristics, you go, okay, now we're on to something. And it's something that you can start working into the line saying, this is going to help everybody. So the prototypes that you bring out, it's almost like a whiteboard on the driving range. Like somebody likes it, somebody else likes it, a little tweak here, a little tweak there, and uh, that, that starts the whole process, it sounds like. Yeah, so our engineering team is going to work at one direction. They're going to work technology and, how, okay, how do I push CG? How do I maximize ball speed? How do I do those things? And then our players are going to do a lot of the feedback in terms of look and sound and feel and this goes through the turf. Okay, this one goes through better. Okay, why are we feeling that? Why are we seeing that? And then as Marnie and his team starts going, okay, well, all right, I feel like I need to push CG even farther. And they develop things like co-forging and uh, different face technology. And then, you know, go, okay, I didn't know I needed it. Uh, I mean, Charles Howell III was a perfect example. Uh, you know, when he first got introduced to the T-Series, he goes, I don't know if I'd change anything with my irons. And our joke to him that day was, well, sometimes you don't know what you want to change so you get it. And then we film the first one and his slack job look of going, I want that, and I want it today, um, was pretty exciting. Oh, man, that's incredible. What two or three things, JJ, if, if you could hear two, if you could limit it to two or three things that you're he- hearing consistently from your tour staff on these irons? Uh, aesthetics are, are, are number one. Um, you know, obviously, as a tour player, they look down at these clubs a lot. So it's always what jumps off the page for them. Um, so that's the big thing for, for a lot of these guys. Uh, in the T-Series and, and the 620 Series, uh, we've had some really good feedback on feel as well. Uh, a lot of tour players don't know how to verbalize what they like or why they like, but they can tell you what it feels like and what it looks like. Um, so those things, from a tour standpoint, come out a lot. And then in the uh, utility series with U500 and U510 is speed has come up a lot. You know, we have the U.S. Open where we were uh, first introducing 
the U series, we had a few players pull three wood out of their bag uh, for Pebble just to play these because they were going so far. Uh, we spent some time actually being able to back up, back off loss a little bit for players and, and get some really cool launch and, and gapping situations in, in those products. So it's it's been really exciting. And then even at our commercial shoot, we allowed a couple of our guys to T200, T300, which isn't really their play, but uh, Jordan Spieth was joking that he could play a set of seven iron because he hit T300 so far in a seven iron and T200 so far in a seven iron. He's like, I can probably just play a bunch of seven irons. <laughs> JJ, before we let you go, one of the things we preach here over and over is the importance of being custom fit. Talk about the importance of fitting, especially for these irons, especially when you have so many different things to choose from. Yeah, we always joke on the tour vans that there, there's no such thing as standard. Uh, you know, when you look at all of our tour players and uh, whether it's grip size, shaft type, shaft length, loft, lie, and even head type, you know, 70% of our players are using more than one iron type throughout their set that you really need to put the time in. You know, you might go in saying, I know what I want. I know I'm a T200 player. And you go there and say, wow, this U510 and a four iron is really something different. It's giving me a height of forgiveness that I didn't have before. Um, or I change the line a little bit and wow, all of a sudden I'm hitting it more on center. My ball speeds are up and all those other things that it's just something that none of our PGA tour players would walk in and say, just give me a golf club. And it's just going to allow a lot more uh, pleasure and excitement when you do get to play. Man, that's awesome. Hey, JJ, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's been, it's been very, very enlightening. Something we haven't seen kind of behind the curtain. We'll look for you when we're out there on tour around this year and uh, maybe we'll catch up with you down the line as well. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. It's been a long time since we've been able to kind of get backstage on tour like that, uh, behind the curtain. And uh, thanks so much to our friends at Titleist Golf for hooking us up with J.J. Van Wisenbeck for, uh, for that incredible, incredible look behind the scenes. And also... The T-Irons, T-Series irons from Titleist. Make sure to go out and get custom fit for these. You never know what setup might work best in your bag. Well, special thanks to Titleist Golf again and JJ for joining us and to you, our listeners. We'll do it again next time. We have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast here at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone.